Welcome to the actor and the actuary as we three guys in opposite states talk about our careers, our life in completely three, two, three different worlds as we try to figure out what the heck's going on, who we are, what we're doing, and if it means something. Well, hello, Joel. Oh, welcome. How are you doing tonight? Joel reading it off the page. Look at that. This is an actor in the actuary first. We've got three in the virtual studio tonight. Wow. What a what a crowded, crowded episode. Jeff, what uh what's the occasion that we have a guest speaker on here? Uh, thank you, Mr. Actuary. Yeah, uh, we have Joel here. Joel is joining us this evening because we are going to be talking about our epic trip to Europe that the three of us took. We do need to start with. What are you drinking? And yes, this question does go out to both of you. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? I'm drinking an old fashioned. Sounded good. An old fashioned. Didn't want to let you guys down. Yeah. Man. Wow, that's like fancier than any drink any drink we've ever had. Yeah, here. you definitely spent more time than I have probably spent on all of my drinks combined. I'm gonna stay with that by saying I opened this nice crisp bottle of Heineken. Ooh. <laughs> But I did want to keep it themed, obviously, Heineken from Holland. Hello. And as I was reading my, my diary from the trip earlier today, um, I noticed that we attempted to visit the Heineken brewery, but it was closed along with apparently yep. everything else at Amsterdam when we were there. That's so, true. That's factually That's true. Yeah. Very thematic. I also stayed on theme here. I've got the Newcastle Brown Ale, uh, which Mm. was the drink that I got at the uh, pub that we went to. Uh, So Mm. very English beer here. Actually, when I think of Aaron, the old Aaron that I know, like when I, Mm -hmm. you know, was in the same world with you, the Newcastle (laughs) drink was, I think, your drink of choice, was it not? It was. Yes. I used to be a big Newcastle. We used to get that all the time. Well, welcome to bringing it back here. Cheers to all of you. Yes, cheers, cheers around. Cheers to the three of us in the studio kicking it back this evening together. Now, also in three different worlds, we do mean that we are in three different time zones right now. Joel kicking it pretty late, uh, stretching it into bedtime. Uh, he is not in his jammies per se, but he should be. Touche or truche. <laughs> oh, man. It's a good callback. So, um, who, who was the instigator of this entire trip? Who, who planned this thing? Who, who's the one that said, we're going to, we're going to do this. I don't remember if it was me or you. Cause originally it was just you and me, Aaron and Jeff was not attending. It was not you. Oh, was Jeff was the tag along. <laughs> I was, I can yeah. tell you very, very factually <laughs> that I was the tag along. I was the guy who bought the ticket probably oh. 10 days before we left because yeah. it was, it was over Christmas break. And you guys were talking about it and like, Hey, you should come with. And I was like, yeah, I should. Let's do this. And I just like jumped in and we went. Well, we left on Christmas day, right? Christmas day. Yeah, we did. That's right. That was the cheapest flight. So maybe it wasn't that last second, but it, it was later, huh? I forgot that. We it was, was real late. It was real late. So it wasn't me. I did not plan this trip. And obviously if I had to assume out of the two of you who planned it, I'm going to go with Joel. <laughs> it was absolutely Joel. <laughs> I, I, I don't doubt that I planned it. I just don't remember who started the idea. I don't remember that. I don't remember who. The idea starter. Well, also <laughs> was not me. Had to be you, Joel. I mean, Fair backpacking enough. through Europe. I don't think I, that wasn't really on my radar. I didn't know that was a thing. Joel, you've done it with infants. Like, I'm, I'm assuming you planned the whole thing. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. 
so this trip uh now granted i have my photo album aka facebook photo album have 12 different albums up on this trip which is just insane but it looks like we had a lot of fun and i i I just want to kick it off with this what is the story or the moment that either of you remember the most i was thinking earlier about being left in Paris at the train station mm-hmm. okay. for, for several hours and I couldn't get a hold of you. I said to stay in one spot and not move. Yep. And yeah, this, this was before the back. prevalence of Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So like we had no way of contacting each other. But I was actually I wrote about that in my diary that I have here. So <laughs> let me tell you what the situation was. Yep. We assessed that there was a line to get reservations for train tickets. And we assessed that it was going to take Joel an hour and 45 minutes to stand in line to get tickets. And we looked at the map and we're like, oh, well, we'll just go to our hotel and check in and and walk back. Uh, I'm guessing the line did not take an hour and 45 minutes. And our hotel was definitely like a four mile walk away. (laughs) Yeah, there was there was multiple times where I feel like not having adequate communication to each other failed us and that's what's going to bring me to my memory which is the swiss alps and uh, when we so if if you haven't been skiing or snowboarding down the swiss alps here's what happened in a nutshell you take one freaking train ride for like a half hour up the side of the mountain you get off which now you're just above the clouds and then you get on a ski lift for like 15 minutes and you take that above the clouds clouds and then you get off and you basically go down once one hill and that's the day we spent like six hours going down this one hill. And when I mean hill, I mean like 16 mountains stacked on each other. So when you're going down this mountain or hill, three of you, all who are not pro skiers and snowboarders, all who are in Swiss Alps doing bigger and harder hills than we probably should have ever done, trying to go the same pace all day. So at one point in time, there's multiple wipeouts and all that kind of stuff. We get a little separated. Yeah, about the fact that Aaron decided to snowboard. Which I don't think he ever snowboarded before. I had snowboarded <laughs> one time prior at Trollhagen, which yeah. is a hill in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you were a little bit on the uh, backside end of of keeping up with Joel and I, because uh, Joel was skiing, right? Joel, you were a skier. So yeah, I was skiing. Skied, yeah. I snowboarded. I've I've done you know enough snowboarding in my time, and Aaron was on round two going down the Swiss Alps. <laughs> So, well, and, and, you know, just to interject here into your story, I think the reason we got split up is we decided to go like down an intermediate hill and it was kind of narrow and like, I was just falling over the place while I, I fell and like tripped a person behind me who I believe broke her arm. Like the <laughs> yep, medics had that. to ski yep. out and yep. I felt so bad. Yeah, and so I awesome. like stuck around because I felt so bad, but I couldn't even speak whatever language she spoke. So <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It was, yeah, well, it, I should not have been there. If you're listening, uh, girl, we, we apologize. Yeah, I'm so um, sorry. But anyway, so Aaron decided to go left after that wipeout that he took and, and knocked out that lady. And so, and me and Joel went right. And, you know, over the course of four hours of going down one hill, that brings you into different cities. And so me and Joel, at the end of the day, are like trying to wait at Aaron, for Aaron at the bottom of this hill. We're getting ready. It's like the end of the day. We got to go check in our gear. Like, where the heck is Aaron? And we wait for, I don't know, a good 30 to 45 minutes at the bottom of the hill before we were like, we got to go return our stuff. And maybe he's just in the in the checkout. So we go in there and the guy's like, yeah, no, just so you know, we're closing shop in like 45 minutes as well. Like, 
Well, okay. So what happens if he went down a different way? Well, he'd have to catch a train here and the last train leaves in like a half hour. So he'd need to be on that or he's going to be stuck there tonight. And so we're like, what? And you can't text, you can't call. Like, what is this? So me and Joel are like mildly panicking, but thinking this has got to work out. Right. (laughs) So we're sitting in there and I, it was like five minutes to closing. We've been there over maybe an hour and a half at this point. And Aaron, Aaron comes barging in the door. It looked like he had just run a marathon. He had snow on every inch of his body comes in going i'm here i mean <laughs> me and joel just lose it but he did make it he got the last train like out of the city to to get to us yeah so maybe go, go to my view of the story here um so yeah i mean basically i i had taken the last train up to the top of the hill which was at four o'clock this is winter okay so it gets you know starts to get dark pretty soon after that and after the last train got up there and I saw you guys weren't there. I was like, well, I guess I gotta, I gotta go to the bottom. And so I tried, but of course I'm falling like every 10 feet. And uh, like, there's the, uh, the ski hill patrol, the ski patrol, like following me and just like waiting at every turn as I'm falling down. And he's like, yeah, you got to get off here. Uh, Cause it's getting dark. And we were at like one of those train stations and I was like, well, this isn't the right place. I got to keep going. So after the ski patrol guy goes off, I keep going down the hill. And all of a sudden it just fades into complete darkness in the Swiss Alps and I can't see anything. So I took off my, my snowboard and I'm just walking in the Swiss Alps. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And yes, I, I eventually got to the next town, which was still not the right town. And I did get there just in time to catch the last train to Grindelwald, which is where our, uh, (laughs) our rental place was. I mean, I can't even like, when you think about it, how dangerous that is the fact that you were catching the last train walking in pitch black down the Swiss Alps and you're, we're just like laughing about it, but like, that's what the heck. And then do you remember, I was convinced that someone stole my shoes Mm -hmm. at the rental place when really I had just grabbed Joel's shoes. (laughs) I was like, somebody stole my shoes and replaced them with crappier ones. (laughs) It was just Joel's shoes. (laughs) You remember when you put my contacts in and then threw them away? I was just going to say, that's another note from my little diary. That same day, I try, I put in your contacts and it's like, oh, these are old. And I threw them away. Gosh. Oh, man. Not firing on all cylinders that day. Aaron, give us your, your own story memory. Yeah. So for me, it's got to be the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Uh, we, we had to go there to get our, our picture, you know, but it was kind of dark. And so our pictures were blurry. But then we found a restaurant right near there. And by the way, we were like obsessed with the price of food this entire trip. So we ate a lot of fast food and pizza. Um, I think yeah. my, my diary here says we went to six different pizza places. Anyway, we were walking by this uh, Italian restaurant and, you know, it looked like some legit food. And they're like, oh, yeah, our entrees are only eight euro. And we're like, oh, yeah, it's nice. Well, we go in there and um, we ordered a large Coke. <laughs> with our meals <laughs> and oh, like, no they sold us on that they were like you should get the cokes here like they're really good <laughs> okay okay what size do you want well of course like you know, mm. americans we want a large sure. so they, they they put out these like i don't know 50 ounce mugs just full of coke and of course as we're drinking it we're like how much do these things cost and they were like 12 euro <laughs> each <laughs> 
so I, I think my my uh, my records show that we spent about 80 euros on that meal and we were not happy about it. They didn't take oh. credit cards either, right? We had to pay all of our cash. We had to use all of our cash. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. And then and they're like, this doesn't include the tip. Yeah, they and were. And then Joel just say. slams down a five. Yeah. Or something. yeah, yeah. He's like, this is not gratuity. I was like, oh, my gosh, we're kids. We have no money. This is insane. What was your favorite country? Of uh, how many countries did we go to? Like nine? What was your favorite country of the nine that we went to? I would probably say Italy. Um, I, I've been since, so I have like other memories there too, but I've got, I went because I loved it so much. Like that was the place that my wife and I decided to go to specifically and just go to one place because of how good our experience was. I thought Italy was just beautiful. I loved the museums. I loved the food. I just loved the environment. I, I truly loved Italy. Yeah, that's funny. I would say the same thing. And Jess and I have also gone back to Italy as a result of that trip. Yeah, it's it's a great place. Do you In Rome, do you remember watching the Vikings game? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, a, that's a, that's a thought I was going to say is that we actually, we actually followed the Vikings in playoffs because we watched them in London, I think against yep, the giants yep. and then in, in hotel Rome room. against the Eagles. Eagles, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. We went to a restaurant. We somehow, I don't know who we asked. We must've asked the hotel what restaurant would have the Vikings game. And they, they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, this one will, because these people are from Minneapolis, but we went there and they didn't actually have it on. Uh, but they chatted with us about Minneapolis and they're like, you know what? This other place might have it. And we went over there and sure enough, we even found Eagles fans in the bar. Yeah. And I think too, with Italy, there's just so much variation, right? You have Rome, you have the Coliseum, which was awesome. I think me and Joel like pretended to just basically rule somebody dead. Um, you know, and, and then there's, you know, we went to Venice and uh, Venice was just beautiful and, and the canal, I mean, it was just, there was so much variation in Italy. I remember that hike we did in Florence. Remember that, like, we hiked up that hill, like, oversaw the city. Yes. And if we had those packs on, it was horrible. I remember it was, like, hot. And we were, like, Aaron probably journaled about it. it. It was called Michelangelo's Plaza. And it was very difficult with our packs, but we really enjoyed the view and got some really good pizza at the top. We had a lot. We, we, I mean, cause even that, and you know, I thought Paris was great. Just getting, I think, you know, as young impressionable kids going up the, the, the Eiffel tower was something so cool to be like, Hey, the three of us are just here together. Do you remember uh, Jeff drying his socks in the air vents of the Eiffel tower? I was going to just say that you had your, those are shoes. His shoes had like a hole in it. Yeah. They, they were soaking wet and I was freezing. <laughs> and then we like got up to like the mid-level deck and there was like just a massive amount of heat pumping out of there. And I was like, hang on a second. I gotta, I gotta dry my socks. I just remember you carry around that laptop with you too, everywhere. You're complaining about your back the whole time. <laughs> I know. And we all had those like really awesome backpacks, but then I had this like side bag that like weighed me out like awkwardly in one side. So I just like kept shifting my back it was just so much pain. <laughs> But at the same time, you guys, you know, at nights we had shows and things that we could watch. So I'm just saying. Yeah. When we were jet lagged that first night in uh, Amsterdam, I remember watching videos from our previous trips. That is true. Oh, and then do you remember also in in Amsterdam when Jeff's like, oh, let's just wander down this street. I don't know where I'm going. And then we ended up walking like two miles to a YWAM base, which he like Mm -hmm. had every intent of going to. <laughs> yeah, I led you guys back to where I stayed <laughs> my first trip. I don't like, know. Oh, great. Now we're here and we're starving. <laughs> <laughs> but I brought us to that pizza place after that. Oh, you did. Man. I remember that. That's true. 
Oh gosh. <laughs> how about how about in Paris when you learn there's no fireworks on New Year's Eve and there's fireworks that go off that people throw into crowds? That was so disappointing. We like staked out a spot in front of the Eiffel Tower at like 8 p.m. We are gonna be here. We're gonna have the best spot for fireworks. <laughs> no fireworks came. Oh, no there's fireworks. nothing yeah. except for the locals throwing fireworks in the road. Yeah, that's about it. But like we weren't the only people doing it. The thousands of people yeah. were doing it. I well, don't... I mean, the, the tower like sparkled. Yeah, it lit up. And yeah, it, was, like, it changed color yeah. or something. Yeah. Stupid. As I yeah, Paris was the one place we went to that I was like, I don't need to go back there. I just I didn't really uh, like Paris all that much. No, I was gonna say I felt the same way, but I think a lot of it was crowds, though, right? Like everything was like the Louvre was like too yes. full. We couldn't go in. We couldn't go to the top of the Eiffel Tower because it was too full. I think yeah. we couldn't go into Notre Dame because it was full or something too. I don't remember what it was. Mm. Yeah, and it was also like super cold and like cloudy the whole time we were there too, which I think is normal. I had been there previously, but I hadn't had that experience, and I, I had kind of enjoyed it the first time. But then the second time, I'm like, yeah, I never need to come back here, especially because we had done so many other things that were just fantastic. I mean, we almost went to uh, we almost went to Hungary because Aaron was hungry and he wanted to be able to say that he went to Hungary for a lunch. I just, I really wanted to go there for the pun, but we, we, we couldn't make it work. We couldn't justify spending, spending six yeah. hours on, on a train for a pun. But that, that does, that does give me one of, you know, one of the moments I really enjoyed on our trip was the overnight train uh, from Austria. Yeah. That was awesome. And the yeah. guy like woke us up in the morning. He's like, Oh, good morning. You want some tea? Here's some coffee. And I was like, Oh gosh, this is just great. Well, well you know, my uh, recollection wasn't as pleasant. I remember the, the guy like yelling at me in German because I think he was like trying to get me to show him his pa uh, my passport or my ticket or something. But I was like, I don't speak German. Sorry. <laughs> Did we take that to Rome? I don't remember. What no, we took no, to we Venice. took it. We took it to Austria. To, no, we went to Germany. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We went yeah, to Germany next because so. then we went down the salt mines. We went sliding, which was another cool experience um, sliding down those salt mines. That was really cool. Yeah. And they had the underground lake that you got to boat across. Let me pose a, a question in terms of, obviously we've all traveled out of the country even since this trip. Um, for me, this trip was pretty iconic because it, it not only strengthened, I think our, our friendship together, just having these moments and memories together as, you know, as a, as a group of three guys, but also I think in, in, even in previous conversations and episodes talking about just the strength of our friendship, you know, that you guys coming out to kind of be with me, even through a divorce and having kind of been there, I think core moments like this, investing into each other and doing life together, traveling with each other. Do you find that these types of events do doing life, going into the world, greatly impact uh, who you are today? I would say for me, like trips, I think have my strongest memories, whether it's with you guys or with my wife and my daughter or, or other just trips with friends. Like, I think those are like the memories I have of like stuff we did together, doing something, whether it was, you know, in the U.S. or over, overseas or whatever. And I think like really like touch points in my life like, I'm like oh I remember that trip that year we did this and this was going on in someone's life at that time right like you can kind of like almost like map mm -hmm. it to life events like oh the year we're talking about like our Vikings trips like oh that was the year you know you were engaged to get married that year or that's the year we had our first kid or that's the year you know like all that kind of stuff so you get all these like tied together with these memories of trips together right 
Yeah, I think it really is two things like that. The, the memories of those specific trips are what you remember later on and you remember the good times that you had. But then also there are foundational uh, there are foundational conversations happening with your relationship. Um, and the reason I say that is, you know, I've brought up my diary countless times now, but I just read it again. And I'm like, I wrote on here like four different times. Hey, we had a lot, a bunch of deep conversations last night and it was really fun. Hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't really remember them. Like I, hmm. I do actually remember one of them. I remember in the, the tiny hotel in Paris, I remember having kind of a deep conversation. I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I don't really remember the other ones and I don't really remember exactly what that one was about, but for sure that, you know, grew us closer together, even if I don't remember that today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point. Like, you know, I, I think we have this routine in life. We go to work, we do this thing, we put our kid down, we enjoy family. We, you know, weekends are this thing week, weekdays look like this, but when you get out of rhythm, when you get out of your routine and you go and do something most likely away, whether it be even going up, you know, in the bold North, you go North bold North, or, you know, Joel probably goes to every country every single year. Um, but you do something and that's what you remember. It's, it's, Bro- it's it broke up the cycle and i think that's i think that's such a valuable thing um that i think it was also instilled in me growing up but is to get out of the routine and, and travel yeah joel i know specifically you love to travel what is your reason for for loving to travel that's a great question i think part of it is like we talked about like the memories and like the, the tying different things but i think it's just experiencing new things right like like some of life, it can be so mundane, right? Like you said, like going to work and doing those things, but like just experiencing new like countries and new languages and new food and new stuff and doing with someone else that enjoys that, whether it's a friend or your spouse. I think it's just like, I don't know, it's a fun way to experience life. Like so many people are consumed with stuff, right? Like having more mm-hmm. stuff and more mm-hmm. things. But I think I have much more value in like experiences. Like that's one thing my wife and I always talk about. Like we want to use our money to have experiences together or as a family or with friends and not on just having new stuff, like a new car yeah. and a new house like that, you know, that yeah. kind of like life experience that you'll never forget. That was one thing that I know my grandpa instilled into my dad. And he was always like, yeah, you know, we won't always have the nicest of things. We won't always have the best of stuff, but I will always invest into experiences because in experiences change who you are. They change perspective. They give you, you know, a worldly knowledge of what's happening. They give you these types of memories that really kind of change who you are. They adapt how you, you know, grow and raise your family and that kind of stuff. And I I fully agree with that. There's an experience that is more important and more valuable than the fact that I'm going to buy this, whatever this item is. Uh, Yeah, I agree with that. Do you ever think that, you know, I know sometimes when I've got trips on the calendar, I'm like in everyday life, kind of just counting down the days to the trip sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I think sometimes I've, I've missed out what's actually on, on what's actually here because I'm, you know, living for the next vacation. Um, do you ever feel that side of it? I think for a long time, especially in my twenties, I felt like for me, it was the anticipation of it. I enjoyed the anticipation of the trip more than the trip itself. Sometimes like it was all like the buildup in my mind of like what I wanted it to be or what I thought it was going to be. But then like when the trip came, like I had trouble being in the moment of yeah. actually being there. Right. Yeah. I think as I've gotten to my thirties, like I've been more cognizant of that and not, not having so much anticipation and like 
but actually just enjoying being in it. Yeah, that's a struggle I have, even with like everyday experiences. Uh, for example, instead of it being about going to Europe or anything like that, if it's even just the, hey, you know, I went to this pumpkin patch this weekend and I was like- we have on- pumpkins in LA? Yeah, we do. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. um, but we, I was also on call for work the weekend, this weekend. And so like, it was kind of a struggle. And I realized that like, I, I have, I actually, whether- be about work or not, but I have, I have a trouble being present sometime in my everyday experiences, even if it's just a daily experience. And just like that, I I sometimes forget that in the moment I need to put away the normal, the everyday routine stuff and be present in that experience. Because if you schedule the best experience, if you schedule the best trip, but you're not mentally there, what's the point? Yeah. I, I agree with both of you. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like Joel, I'm I'm often anticipating the next thing. And, um, you're just thinking of how great it's going to be. And then you're there and you're like, huh? Yeah. Is it, is it really living up to my expectation? Like, am I really, uh, picking out the best pumpkin with my family Mm -hmm. (laughs) or is it just kind of, uh, windy and dirty and the pumpkin's really expensive. (laughs) Right. 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 Or I'm focused on work or I'm focused on getting them to the next thing or making sure that we're on time. So we don't spend too much time in one area and get to the next thing. So we can catch that one little event and then get over here because we want to get all the things in while we're here for those three hours, as opposed to just letting it be about, okay, well, so we spent a lot of extra time in this line or looking at this pumpkin or getting that perfect photo. And I think I am so agenda based that sometimes I forget that it doesn't matter. Like you can turn off that internal agenda clock and just be there. And don't worry about how long one thing takes. Don't worry about how long that line is going to be, whatever, you know? So travel to Europe, uh, yeah. soak in each country, enjoy your time there, get to, uh, get to know the people that you go there, uh, get to know them a little bit better and come back with a bunch of crazy stories. Can't beat that. Yeah. And lift each other up. Um, we were, uh, we were at Stonehenge and, um, and Joel and Aaron both grabbed my extremities, my legs and my arms, and they lifted me up and I matched the Stonehenge rocks and it was epic. And go check out our Instagram. You'll see that photo up there right now. Uh, Joel, thanks for joining the actor in the actuary. It's been a pleasure, uh, bringing you in. You, uh, clearly, um, have a lot of, uh, memories with us and we, with you. So it's been an honor just sharing the stage with a third person tonight. Thanks for having me. I'm glad I could, uh, pop your cherry. Wow. There's some cherry poppage right there. Nice. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening in. I'm Jeff, the actor. This is Aaron, the actuary, and Joel, the engineer. Engineer. Everyone, thanks for listening, uh, and have a great rest of your day. Mm